1: Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard on League Cup semi-final weekend As the season's first silverware moves ever closer Celtic go for 30 consecutive cup wins when they meet Hibs at Hamden With Rangers and Hearts meeting tomorrow No rest for six of the Premiership sides though Three big games taking place at Pitadry Firth Park and in Hamilton I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me is Alex Ray, Craig Beattie and Hugh Evans. And therefore the road to Hamden runs via Aberdeen,
2: Hamilton and Motherwell That's quite a detour but where well worth the journey when points are at stake And who will find journey's end at the semi-final stage of the Betfred Cup The last time Hibbs won this competition Scott Brown was on their side Tonight he may or may not lead Celtic As they go for that remarkable 30 knot out
3: when it comes to Cup tie wins Quite a day and night in prospect, Alec Yeah, I'm looking forward to it A lot of good football over the course of the weekend Three top flight games, Aberdeen V. Kelly, Motherwell versus uh, Livy, Akis versus Ross County, E. McCall getting back here as well. So there's plenty to discuss. Plus, we have the the semi final later on in the day.
1: Yeah, and, you know, looking to, towards Edinburgh In the cup games you We've know, had one manager lose his job And an fire Paul Heckenbottom So a massive game for him At Hamden tomorrow as well I think This is always a special weekend Hugh It's, the, it's one of the first sort of Big <sighs> fixture cards that, that we have in the season now yeah. Especially with the way The League Cup's been, been Brought forward again To this side of the new year um, With so many different Priorities. If you're Celtic and you're Rangers You're absolutely expected to go win today Go on and win the thing Get some silverware in the cabinet Hearts and Hibs w- would love to do it Albeit they go in as underdogs
2: Yeah, I mean I think we'd have been talking about Hearts and Hibs Minus managers If Martin Boyle hadn't scored the equaliser For Hibs against Livy midweek That's how shaky the peg is Where... Uh, Paul Heckenbottom's jacket lies uh, If Celtic were to turn hims over tonight uh, I'm not sure he would survive the experience uh, I know that Neil Lennon has spoken about the abuse That managers get being unfair However The bottom line is results determine Whether you stay or go In Craig Levine's case he had to go And in Paul Heckenbottom's case Tonight might be The thing that makes him go
1: as well Alex Ray It's a short competition For our yes. side to play in Europe So namely Celtic and Rangers They only have to play A couple of games To get to this stage And once you're at the semi-final It's clearly within Touching distance yeah, And it, the, you, you footballers Always tell us It's the most uh, Frustrating game to lose Because you know you, You're there And no one remembers Who gets to the semi-finals You're within touching distance Of getting to that final And I guess that brings It's own pressure This afternoon and tomorrow
3: Yeah well I think If you look at Celtic uh, Gordon you know Obviously won at The last three Times of asking You know They go in as big favourites Tonight I would expect him to go through Rangers is a different proposition You know They had terrible time In the cup last year Going out to Aberdeen twice So They have to step up to the plate I think You know Going back I was just about to say to Hugh You know Both of them have had Decent results against Rangers and Celtic Of late Can they recreate that It's a bit Tough ass coming to Glasgow
2: I would blame Celtic and Rangers For those results
3: yeah, me Celtic, too,
2: yeah. Celtic played Very poorly But managed to get An equaliser Through Ryan Christie And then did not Kick on They played poorly And when Hibbs at Hearts I beg your pardon Played Rangers At Tynecastle, Castle Steven Gerrard himself Said We had it at 1-1 And we didn't kick on From there Rangers fault Rather than Hearts being good On the
1: day yeah, as we said, Craig, it's that stage. You're in the last four. You've clearly got designs on going and winning the thing. If you don't have that little bit of belief, even if your hibs in your hearts, and of course you're going to be up against it, um, as many people predict. But once you get to the semi, surely you've you've got designs on going on and trying to win it. Yeah, of course you're doing it, and I think for the two Edinburgh sides, um, I'm looking at this this weekend for them, for, from their perspective, as a bit of a free hit. You know that they're they're both in terrible, terrible form domestically in, in the league, and you know they're going to hand in a one-off match. If they get beat, you know everybody's fully expecting both Edinburgh sides to get beat uh, and I think everybody's expecting uh, a Glasgow final. OK, let's not forget it's a half past five kick-off at Hampden between Celtic and Hibs. It's tomorrow for Rangers against Hearts. So let's start going around the grounds and get a flavour of the build-up to our three o'clock games. Uh, Gordon diel is out on his own this afternoon. What type of disaster uh, could this lead to? He's he's not too far from home though. He's at for Park. Gordon, you've got a cracker in store.
4: Yeah, can you hear me okay, lads? We've got you, yes. Oh, Unfortunately, yes. I cannot believe I plugged it in this right. But um, <laughs> looking forward to this. Are you still there? We're still here, don't <laughs> you worry. Unfortunately. Not looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, a lot of good feeling about Flour Park. Uh, just walking up, talking to a few of the fans. Off the field is absolutely brilliant. Uh, but the big worry is, will we lose our manager to Hearts? Uh, because he must be on the radar at Tynecastle just now after a terrific job that he's done here and still doing. So an interesting game this afternoon against a good Livy side who are only three points away from Motherwell who's in third place. And um, I think they'll be disappointed with their 2-2 uh, two, two Easter Road. So they'll come here full of confidence. Looking forward to a real good game. Yeah,
1: it should be an absolute cracker. Uh, at for Park, Hugh Kevens, the um, subplot, if you like, is yeah. how much longer will, will Stephen Robinson uh, be there if, if he is to be a target for Hearts. We'll, we'll maybe get stuck right into that a bit later on with all the guys. So he's got a job to do this afternoon and that's to try and hold on to third place. And for me, the Hearts... Factor
2: will be involved in the outcome of that game uh, for Motherwell against uh, uh, Livy today Because it's in the back of everyone's mind The players, we had Keith Lasley in here last night Doing an excellent job in Super Scoreboard But it has to be in the back of his mind as well And the supporters and everyone associated with the club It's just a shame it has all coincided with the news that Motherwell... Are now debt free John Boyle has been squared up Les Hutchinson has been squared up It's an astonishing tale Of a club Who came back from the abyss uh, And good luck to them But The Stephen Robinson factor Must be at the back mm. of their
1: mind today Let's hear from him. Here's what he had to say Building up to kick off
5: and A really big challenge for us again um, I've got a lot of admiration for, for Livy you know, they, they take a little bit of stick for how they play, uh, being direct and being physical. But, uh, you know, I I always say that's um, fantasy. You, You play what your players allow you to play. They're very good at what they do and they play a lot more football than people give them credit for. So we're in for a really tough game and we have to be up for that kind of physical battle. You know, it was a different game on Wednesday. We dominated the ball, we dominated the game you know which we should have done with, with 11 men v 10 and we got a very good result against a, a really resilient Kelly side so you know, we, we have to be at the top of our game to to make sure that the, the three points doesn't go to waste and we can continue our good form
1: We'll go back to Fir Park when Gordon DL has the team news for us from that one uh, The Fountain of Youth Stadium Hamilton Ackies against Ross County Mark Guiri is keeping an eye on that one
6: Yeah and uh, another interesting uh, game here Gordon Ross County in 7th spot in the league 13 points for 11 games Hamilton Ackies two places below them in nine with nine points but during the month of October it was a nightmare for both clubs, neither side Got a league victory in the month of October, so their fortunes need to change, otherwise they will get dragged uh, right into, down into the, the bottom area. Uh, for Hamilton, Akies today, Brian Rice has gone with a 4-2-3-1 formation and its on for Williams and Goals. At the back, Jamie Hamilton, Sean Want, Sam Stubbs and Scott McMahon. Two holding players, Alex Godic and Scott Martin. And it's Lewis Smith, Ross Cunningham and Mikhail Miller in behind the lone striker. George Oakley on the bench for Brian Rice's team. It's Southwood, Hunt, Davis, Hughes, Beck, McKinnon and Moyle. For Ross County, the Highlanders go 4-3-3. Today it's Ross Laidlaw in goals. At the back, Marcus Fraser, Keith Watson, Liam Fontaine and... Richard Foster in midfield, Lewis Spence, Ross Draper and Michael Gardine. And up top, it looks good, Ross Stewart, Lee Irwin and Billy Mackay On the bench for the Staggies, it's Dixon Hodge, Kelly, Morris, Mullen, Henderson, Graham and Chalmers. And today's match referee in Lanarkshire is Colin Stephen. Of course, Mark Greedy, these fixtures are a repeat of the opening day fixtures. We've got three premiership
1: cards and if you remember going back to that one, 3-0 to Ross County up there in the opening day. They really... It looked like they would maybe send out A bit of a message Since then It's been up and down I think they're five without a win now um, And the Aki's have got one win in nine So it's it's not great form But at the same time They're both Doing enough You know They're both doing enough They're getting enough points on the board That if they continue on this vein, they would probably stay up, but I'm sure that both managers would like it to be a bit more comfortable.
6: Yeah, I mean, I was at that opening day uh, game um, up in Dingwall, Gordon and uh, Ross County, you know, comfortable winners, Hamilton Acquis didn't show up, Ross County looked looked apart. they've picked up a couple of decent results, I think at Tyne Castle um, as, as well, but you're right, they have gotten a bit of a rut both sides, but history will tell you, Gordon, you look over the course of the season, you know, unless you're Celtic or Rangers, every club goes through a spell Five, six, seven, eight games. Look at games look at St John's start the season then they've picked up back to back victories so you've got to expect that um, these kind of things to happen it's just how quickly you can get out of the blip and today this fixture gives both teams a chance I think there'll be a winner today so it's a chance for them to chop, chalk up a win for the first time in more than a month I looked at my my football cup this morning and I deliberately stayed away from this game because as much as I think there will be a winner I just couldn't pick one I think it's going to be very very close but I do expect one of the teams to leave with three points and I'll tell you later on which one I'm
1: going for <laughs> please gamble responsibly uh, Pataudri is the venue for Aberdeen against Kilmarnock Dave Galloway is the man for that one
7: thanks Gordon well in the wake of last weekend's hammering by Celtic it's been a very positive few days for Aberdeen with victory at Hamilton on Wednesday then the official opening of the club's 12 million million training complex by Sir Alex Ferguson on Thursday. This afternoon the Dons are keen to continue the feel-good factor by beating Kilmarnock, but that'll be easier said than done against a well-organised team Although Kelly lost to Motherwell in midweek, their recent form has been pretty decent and they've kept clean sheets in four of their previous six games These two sides fought out a 0-0 draw at Rugby Park earlier in the season and we all really hope today's encounter is a lot more pleasing on the eye. To the teams then and Aberdeen make two changes in come Mikey Devlin and Curtis Main out drop Andy Considine and Craig Bryson so it's Joe Lewis in goals across the back Shea Logan, Scott McKenna Mikey Devlin and Greg Lee, midfield Ryan Hedges, Lewis Ferguson, Zach Viner and now again up top Sam Cosgrove and Curtis Main, substitutes Cherney, Considine, Campbell Gallagher, Anderson, McLennan and Wilson as for Kilmarnock, will they make uh, quite a few changes, four changes, in come Ian Wilson, Liam Miller, Chris Burke and Eamon Brophy, replacing Connor Johnson, Alex Bruce, uh, Mohammed El-Macrini and Simeon Jackson so it's uh, Laurentiu brenescu in goals across the back Stephen O'Donnell Ian Wilson Alan Power and Nico Hamillan midfield Rory McKenzie Gary Dicker Dom Thomas and Chris Burke up front Eamon Brophy and Liam Miller substitutes for Killy today uh, Koprovec uh, Henry, Jackson Sinclair Brindley Barlow and Lynch and your match referee here at Potaudry Kevin Clancy
1: and as Dave Galloway quite rightly says a big week for Aberdeen off the field the opening of that 12 million pound training complex, let's hear from Derek McInnes We used to avoid
8: having the conversation with players when they asked about training facilities and, and shy away from it, now we've got a facility here that we can be proud of not only in the professional part of it which is very important but throughout the academy, for the coaches you know, a real shot in the arm for them um, for the kids to, to practice in, a, in a, an environment that's conducive to improving So, um, I think it's, uh, it's great now we've got something of this quality Uh, In Aberdeen And uh, From our point of view Just can't wait to get started And get in here It looks great And it's the
1: type of facility That One Or maybe third, fourth Whatever you want to call it Biggest club Should have It's fitting I'm astonished actually I watched Sir Alec Give his speech
2: And talk about How the new facility Would give Aberdeen a base From which to work And I'm thinking Sir Alec's won Two European trophies With this club and it takes them until 2019 To have their own training facility I find that astonishing However They've got it now And after Sir Alex being there And after scraping by against Hamilton Ackies in midweek They've got to kick on against the Kilmarnock side Who have been beset by suspension and injury problems They've got to kick on today It's bad enough for Sir Alex with Man U Losing 1-0 with 2 minutes to go At Bournemouth He doesn't want to ask somebody
1: What was the Aberdeen score And find out they've lost to Kilmarnock as well Uh, It's the Ian McCall derby That's our featured championship match Air United against Partick Thistle Roger Hanna is looking ahead to that one
9: yeah, and I can confirm Mr McCall is back in the building just six weeks after leaving second place at United in a promotion fight to go back to Partick Thistle in a relegation scrap. McCall brings the Jags down to Somerset Park. He had four years here as manager Gordon, two promotions and a playoff battle last season as well. But he's decided to swap it for a relegation fight, a second spell in charge of the Jags. He left there, as we say, in second place. He signed most of the players that will play against him today. He also signed Mark Kell, the man who succeeded him as manager. In who celebrated his first win as a United boss at couple on Tuesday night. Uh, McCair could take air, join top of this championship today if they beat McCall's Jags and the United lose up in Inverness. And McCall he desperately needs the win, Gordon. His side two points adrift at the bottom of the table behind Alawa, despite creditable away wins so far at Inverness, Cali, Fizzle and Dundee. I spoke to you McCall just a few minutes ago. Very few people know more about this United team than he does as I say sign most of his Ross doing in goal, back force Jordan Houston. Aaron Muirhead, Sam Roscoe and Daniel Harvey. Midfield of Alan Forrest, Ross Docker to the skipper, Stephen Kelly and Luke McCown. And up front, it's Michael Moffat and Craig Moore. On the bench, Doolan, Ekrepont, Gagan, McGuffey, McKenzie and Ellis Hare. As for the Jags, well, they lost away to Dundee United. Perhaps unlucky, Ian McCall thought they deserved a point and Tuesday they lost up there 1 0 to a goal by the former Reg United striker Lawrence Shanklin. So he goes with this team today. Scott Fox in goal to back four of Ryan Williams and Stephen Saunders, Sean McGinty the skipper, and James Penry. three in midfield, Cammy Palmer, Shea Gordon, Stuart Banigan, and Stuart Bannigan. And up front, Kenny Miller is flanked by Dario Zanata and Joe Cardell. On the bench for the visitors, Sneddon, O'Ware, Harkins, Robson, Slater, Mansell, DeVita. The referee is Willie Collum. It would be fascinating, Gordon, to see the kind of reception he McCall gets from the Somerset Faithful. But if I can give you a hint, if you know your geography down here, there's a street just at the bottom end of Somerset Road. Called McCall's Avenue Famous old street in here. And in the week When graffiti has made a, a a return to Scottish football Someone has graffitied out The McCall's Avenue sign And changed it to Cares Avenue You <laughs> <laughs> take it very seriously Down there
1: Hugh Kevins yeah. uh, The Ian McCall factor You can't ignore it I mean he won five Of six games Four a against Partick Thistle yeah, uh, and now he has to try and work his magic in reverse order
2: well this league is turning into the best of a bad lot league uh, Dundee United are top and uh, have a, a, a relatively poor record Air United are second top and have lost three of the last five games so anybody can do anything there and I would not rule out Partick Thistle only lost to a Lauren Shanklin goal midweek against Dundee United at Tannadice. I would not rule out Ian McCall Going there today and winning all three points with Partick Thistle.
1: I think we're almost up to speed with Team News. The only venue we didn't get some from was for Park. Gordon, you got the teams yet?
4: Yeah, I've uh, sort of shaped them up. No surprise here, Gordon, with start an 11 after that. Good uh, victory at the we- uh, midweek against Kilmarnock. They keep the same 11. It'll be a 4-3-3 as normal. Gillespie and Goals a back four. Grimshaw, Gallagher, uh, Hartley, Carroll. A midfield three of Donnelly, Campbell and Polworth. Hilton, Long and Cole will be attacking three this afternoon. Uh, for the visitors, they have to make one change. Unfortunately, no London Dykes. Uh, obviously, Robinson gets injured in uh, Wednesday night, so he's missing, so they have to go with one change. It'll be Sarkic in goals. Odolphin Lithgow, Guthrie and McMillan at the back. Bartley Crawford just sitting in front of the back four with Lawless, Pittman and Sybould. And up front, Scott Tiffany. And the referee is Yoon Anderson For first part this afternoon.
1: There we go, you're all set then. You've got the team news from our featured matches Motherwell Livingston, Aberdeen, Cummarnock, Hamilton Ross County, and Air United Partick Thistle in the Championship. Later on, of course, Hibs against Celtic, half past five kickoff at Hamden Park. Uh, at this point on a Saturday, we always get all the guys involved. We take a look back on the week's biggest stories, and that involves the managerial situation at Tyne Castle Let's get some suggestions on who the new boss should be next. <laughs>
0: Applied One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to thompsons.com. From the writer and director of I, Daniel Blake Critics are calling... Hugh Kevens, Craig Beattie, and Alex Ray are in
1: the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds As we build up to three o'clock kickoffs At Mullerwell against Livingston Aberdeen against Comarnock Hamilton against Ross County And in the Championship, Air United against Partick Thistle Then the big one, the first of the Betfred Cup semi-finals At Hamden Hibbs Hibs against Celtic We of course will give plenty of attention to that one As the afternoon progresses But at this time on a Saturday We always get all the guys involved Uh, We look back on some of the week's biggest stories I think it's a fairly easy one Mm. This week, Hugh Keevens, the managerial situation at (coughs) Tynecastle
2: I agree with Neil Lennon when he says that uh, the excesses shown by supporters Putting graffiti in the walls outside Tynecastle, etc, etc That's not good And we can live without it, thank you However, it was inevitable that Craig Godwin would lose his job the results simply did not justify keeping him on as manager It's not a clean break I'm not sure I understand what it's all about Because you're going to have managers assessing whether or not to go to Tynecastle To replace Craig Levine knowing he's still there But it was the right thing
1: for Hearts to do uh, Mark Greedy and Roger Hanna I think you're the only two we've not spoken to since this news broke I'm always in the lookout For an alternative opinion Every single person Who's been on the show Everyone who phoned in Said it was the right call And had no problem With the timing Anyone care to go against that no, are you all in agreement
6: No listen First of all I like Craig Levine Good man Good person Good company Good football man But we're not here to judge him whether you like somebody Or not It was the right decision uh, Unfortunately I don't like to see anybody Lose their job But it was the right decision For Hart to replace him just to pick up on Hugh's point about any managers coming in, Craig Levine still bring the building, he's pretty much there in name only, Hugh, he will not be about the place, he might be in one or two nights a week for a, a glance at the academy and see how things are going but in terms of any influence over the board, any influence over first team matters or directly below first team matters for that matter, he will have none, so you're not getting in with Craig Levine having any influence on you, whether it's Stephen Robinson, Austin McPhee Jack Ross whoever the next Hearts manager um, is going to be so that clears that up and that's the way um, it should be uh, Hearts' form in the past six or seven months barring the Scottish Cup final has been nothing short of appalling but I think I give them an extra chance now getting into the game tomorrow I still fancy Rangers but I certainly think Hearts are going to make much more of a contest of it What makes you say that and maybe Craig and Alex and all the guys can,
1: can throw in their their tuppence worth on this because we brought it up last night Keith Lasley Trying to explain that sometimes it just happens. You can't really put your finger on why Hugh being Hugh is just not having it. Doesn't think it's a it's a possibility. As guys who've been in dressing rooms, why can it happen that all of a sudden the manager goes and something changes?
3: Yeah, well for me it's about freeing up the players. You know, they're playing with kind of lack of confidence. They just go out and have that freedom. You know, there may be... Uh, the new manager might be in attendance in the stand. You may be trying to think to yourself, I need to kick on here. And it's just human nature you know I went into Samaritan they'd won 2-16 or something and we won the game and I just said to the guys go and enjoy yourself go and play with a smile and that was Molten and Gambit just to try and get them to start enjoying the football because it becomes really you're talking about pressure and uh-huh. managers getting it players are getting it as well so you know they, it's just about trying to kind of free them up in some way and just say go and enjoy it you're not there hiding into nothing here anyway everybody's got you, his underdogs
2: Play. I just think this one game In isolation Rangers Hamden Semi-final Rangers Desperate to get To a cup final Desperate to get That tangible achievement A trophy I don't see how you go From abject Which hearts wear Midweek at St Johnstone To admirable Against a, a Rangers side Who are Joint top with Celtic And who Look like a very good team. I, I sure, just don't yeah. think it's sure, possible. Sure you said
3: that a few weeks ago when we were sat here, you thought it'd be three or four we can through to, to Tynecastle and we were all in agreement so we thought Rangers are going uh cement hearts through there. But you know, in any given day in this is a fact. Players raise their game against Rangers and Celtic. So, you know, anything is actually possible. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think I think they look at, you know, there's been a couple of ones recently where you know, the impact that Paul Heckenbottom had, the bounce factor when he went into Hibs initially um, we, we, we discussed off-air about Ole Solskjaer and the, the impact he had initially at, at Manchester United So, you know, is is Austin awesome for and and yeah. the players going to have that freedom and, and going to be able to, you know, create that impact at, at <coughs> Hearts for the, for the foreseeable until they, they appoint a permanent manager uh, Roger Hanna, assess the candidates who might be likely to take over
9: um, Stephen Robinson, Stephen Robinson, and Stephen Robinson. I would suggest are the the candidates for the job. You do know Hearts I can turn won. your mic off right now if you keep up <laughs> this campaign. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you might have to, you might have to be turning it off for, for the next few days okay. because m- my understanding is Hearts will make a move for the motherlode manager at some stage next week. Um, there was a board meeting at the club last night, and understanding is he has been confirmed as a preferred candidate. Um, it will take something in excess of a hundred thousand pounds to activate a release clause in his Furt Park contract and that would allow him to go and speak to Hearts. Now there's many a slip between cup and lip, as you know, Gordon, but I think Stephen Robinson is the man that Hearts want above anyone else and if a deal can be done, then the game at Gordon DL is at at to Park today may well be his last game as Motherwell manager.
5: My sole well focus is Motherwell. We're doing well and we have to make sure we stay in that position tomorrow and we have to be at the top of a game to do that. So unfortunately, the nature of the job that we're in... Um, it's horrible at times, it's a lonely job at times, um, you know, and nobody wants to see another manager get sacked. So, yeah, that's, it, it's hard to take, you know, and I'm sure Craig will, will bounce back from that. So, um, it's it's a tough industry, unfortunately. There's a real raw enthusiasm. Um, we play off the cuff at times. There's a lot of invention and, yeah, who knows how far we can go. You know, I've got a belief in them. Uh, I really believe they'll keep improving and, you know, young players taking on board the stuff we're working with and yeah, it's exciting times.
1: Gordon Deal, what is it about Steven Robinson then that, that makes him high
4: on Hart's list of priorities? Um, Just what he's built here at Fir Park, uh, Gordon. Uh, obviously not in the biggest budget. His recruitment's been very, very good. I think the big difference for the Motherwell manager has been the style of play. Now, when he came in at first, he had a lot of big lads in the team. He played direct football. Yes, he got results, but the style of football wasn't great. Uh, he's brought in youngsters he's given them an opportunity and it's certainly worked And some of the football they play uh, with the pace that they've got up front as well he's got a great eye for going down south and recruiting players that no one's ever heard of coming up and doing a terrific turn Um, so I am not surprised whatsoever that Hearts will look at this manager and if they do and they tick all the boxes then I'm sad to say I was up here at quarter to eight myself with my mother will strip on protesting, but it was the only one here because nobody else was here and it was closed. Um, I think he will be at Tyne Castle if all the boxes are ticked because no disrespect, hearts is a bigger job. Do
1: you know he's not even joking, Hugh? Because it was, it was, it was just trying, he was trying to be funny. He was going up to, he lives near Fir Park. He was up there before eight o'clock this morning yeah. with his mother will strip on, and he was taking a selfie to send to the rest of the boys in the super scoreboard <laughs> group chat the only problem is a guy in a van spotted him and i hope this guy phones in gordon to ask what uh, on earth you were doing loitering uh, outside uh, for party eight uh, o'clock uh, this morning he
4: just, he, you know i'm not really good with all selfies gordon and i'm standing there trying to get the best pose in and, and um <laughs> oh, he just oh, sure he dude. just pulls right up in his van because the place was deserted and he puts the window down and he just stares at me for about 10 seconds and then drives off shaking his you head You're on too. the way home there, Dazzy. Is that you on the way home for last night? Uh, uh, unfortunately, no, I had early night. I was going to the gym, Alec, oh, uh, right, to I, do athlete, a bit yeah, of yeah, sure, uh, sure. exercise. So two
2: main worries for Motherwell Football Club this weekend. One <laughs> is that Stephen Robinson's on his way to Tyne Castle The second one is that
1: Pinocchio gets the job. <laughs> I don't think there's any danger. Uh, Mark Guidi. Is it as much of a no-brainer as, as some of the other guys have made out If Steven Robinson's offered this job Does he take it Or does he look at Harps and think Well, I'm actually a bit more excited About what I'm, I'm building at Muller
6: No, I, I think he takes it um, You know, First of all, it'll be an increase in his salary Second of all, it'll be a bigger budget Thirdly, as you well know, Gordon, and we've just heard Derek McInnes talking about, Hearts have got a first-class training facility, right up there with the best in the country, so you can go and do that. Um, So yeah, it would tick a lot of boxes, it's a kind of natural progression, you look at previous Motherwell managers, Matt McGee, Stuart McCall, Craig Brown, you know, they've all done well and and moved on and when you look at what he has achieved and considering some of the players that he loses and uh, you know Roger mentioned that you know what will really attract Hearts to is is his recruitment and you look what he gets in terms of value for money and uh, I can see him being um, appointed by Hearts and being an excellent uh, appointment to him but I do hope that there's a role Still at hearts if he wants it for for Austin McPhee Because he is a a first class operator um, as well He really is a a, a good guy to have
2: They're both Northern Irish Or work for Northern Ireland And uh, I do believe there's mutual respect there Mark Paul Heckenbottom said an interesting thing About club management the other day It ends in one of two ways You either get the sack Or before that happens you move on to another club And that's why if the chance comes up or Stephen Robbins Did go to Tynecastle, He must take in Because one day That great recruitment At Motherwell Won't happen for him
3: We actually saw that With Ian McCall You know he had about Two or three uh, Second place finishes Stuart McCall were, Sorry yeah. uh, Stuart McCall rather And he uh, You know he done brilliantly The recruitment wasn't great One year And then he ends up mm-hmm. Losing his job
1: uh, Roger Hannah, Hearts are obviously Are one of our bigger sides Is there any way That they, that compensation Becomes a stumbling block Or do you see that being easy to, to overcome from a heart's perspective?
9: No, I, I think it would be reasonably easy to overcome from heart's perspective. There's a good budget there, as Mark said, and certainly a budget would stretch to bringing in a new manager because the, the football manager at any club was arguably the most significant figure at that club. Um, they want to go down the line of Stephen Robinson, I believe, who brings some of his Motherwell backroom team with him. I don't think that should necessarily impact on, on Austin McPhee, as Mark mentioned there, but hearts have lost their way. Mark mentioned the results the last six or seven months. I think you could trace it back the last 12, or f- 12 months or so since that terrific start last season. Uh, they looked a team that was full of energy, full of vibrant youngsters, homegrown youngsters at that, but f- for me the signing policy has g- gone all wrong. You know, They're bringing in you know, no, no disrespect to anyone but Stephen McLean at 36 or 37, Glenn Whelan at 35, Edie White, you know journeymen from from south of the border who haven't really taken the team forward and they, they have had injuries, Naismith, Halkett, Souter, Walker, Washington have all missed spells this season, I think they'll all miss the semi-final tomorrow but it, when you pitched up at Tynecastle, latterly you got the impression they were just putting the names in a hat, were, you know, nobody seemed to know what, what the best team was and the players I think have just fallen out of love with the last regime, there seem to be raised voices at McDermott Park after the defeat on Wednesday night, I think Anne Budge had to act and if she acts at the start of the week and appoint Stephen Robinson I think it will be the, the first step forward to a sort of better future for her.
1: Right, so Austin McPhee is in charge tomorrow uh, Reading this morning he's added Donald Park To his backroom staff for the game well, Who's got a fire alarm? Someone We're going to have to get rid of that uh, before it deafens everyone uh, But Austin McPhee, here's what he had to say Going uh, in the lead up to this game
8: I think in any situation like this The first thing they, they feel is guilt um, Because it's the uh, All of us do and, and it's the byproduct of Everybody in the organisation Not performing at the levels That they should be so, um, uh, and I think that 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 was uh, articulated this morning. Um, and uh, for the supporters, though, we need to now turn that into something positive and make sure that the the team uh, the team put in the, the performance on Sunday that um, shows what the the, the players that, that are available are capable
1: of. Mark Guidi, is there any way that that Austin McPhee? Could get this job Or is he Sort of guilty By association If you like The fact that The Craig Levine regime Didn't work And he was part of it
6: Yeah well uh, If he wins tomorrow You know He'd have a hell of a chance Of getting the job I mean I, th- I think it's unlikely That hearts will win tomorrow um, I don't even know If Austin feels Totally ready yet To, to become uh, a manager What I'm saying is Whether well, it's Stephen Robinson or, or anybody He is an asset And I, I know he's been part Of the, the Craig uh, Levine uh, regime But he is a first class uh, operator and I think if if uh, he was to be let go by hearts uh, I think it would be a, a, a big miss for them. Uh
1: Roger Hanna that may well be true. Um is is there any way he gets the job outright? I think we've lost Roger Hannah have we? I think we have he's, he's very disappeared quiet for He's a way down to McCall's cul de sac or whatever <laughs> it was called to check out the graffiti. I,
2: I don't think there's you know I don't think Austin McPhee's in this equation, if I've been perfectly honest. I think it's Stephen Robinson and I would suspect it, he would ask Keith Lasley if he wanted to go with him. Keith, being mother well through and through, might want to stay at Fair Park if that's possible for him. Uh, but this is about Stephen Robinson. The logical it's, 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 choice. choice. If Anne Budge is willing to pay £150,000 and he appreciates that Hearts is a step up, then... Deal done Gordon
3: or, Sorry Gordon I got the impression That Austin McPhee Was throwing his hat In, in the ring When I read some stuff This morning done. I, I, So yeah I got the I got the impression That he was uh, Looking to try And he's saying I've had 600 games Where I've been An assistant been manager one. I've already been In the, the post You know After a car throw And so forth So he, for me If Stephen Robinson Comes in And he is Actively looking To get the job He, he cannot stay here Because no, you know no. He's already put his yeah. The the I had that interview in
1: Alec and, Sorry and um, He was actually highlighting the, the results and the performances That, that the team did as he, When he was uh, caretaker yeah, So to so, so me yeah? as part of the interview uh, He was actually making a case for, for himself Getting the job while he was doing the interview And the, the heart interview.
2: supporters are in the market Craig For a complete change yeah. Top to bottom And those who were
1: there During Ian Cathro's time Or Craig Levine's time they're not having it uh, Roger Han I'm trying my best here um, <laughs> To keep Stephen Robinson At Fur Park you, is, is there anyone Even close on the list I mean people Are are, are mentioning Jack Ross I assume mo- Well obviously Because he's, he's He's built himself A decent reputation But he is available Which helps Is, is there anyone else That you think Might be, be a, a close contender
9: Oh, listen! There are lots of people available. Derek Adams is out there and available as well. Neil McCann, a former Hearts player, is out there and available. Um, I'm only pressing the claims of Stephen Robinson because we know that he is the guy that Hearts want. You know, it's not just we're not just plucking his name out of thin air. You won't won't be glad to hear, Gordon. Um, They want it because of the job he's done. Um, It will be interesting to see who would take from Park if a deal is done. If a deal is not done, and Hearts then have to move to a Plan B. Who could that plan B be? I, I I'm not sure it would be Jack Ross. C- could they turn to, to John Robertson, who's been there before, doing a very good job up at Inverness Cali on a on a very small budget up there? Um could it be a Derek Adams figure, someone like that? I certainly, you know, it might if they win tomorrow and start getting up the league, you know, perhaps the plan B could be Austin McPhee, but for me at the minute, Stephen Robinson is the outstanding candidate. He's an odds-on favourite with the bookies. And he's a guy that half won
1: Fine, if you say so Let's leave it there We've got some big games Coming up at 3 o'clock We're going to go round the grounds And build up to kick off next
9: Clyde 1 Super
0: Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com
1: It's Betfred Cup semi-final weekend Hibs against Celtic at Hamden at half past five Rangers against Hearts tomorrow At the National Stadium as well I'm Gordon Duncan, Alex Ray, Craig Beattie and Hugh Kevens are in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds As we build up to the three o'clock games on a Saturday afternoon So let's go back around and get a flavour of the build up Let's go back to Fir Park Roger has already been billing this as Stephen Robinson's last game in charge of Motherwell, Gordon DL um, But there's a bit of work to be done before we concern ourselves with that When you look at Motherwell's recent form Disappointing loss to Aberdeen mm-hmm. Then loss to Rangers, albeit with Stephen Gerrard calling them outstanding and so on So clearly a bit of um, a bit of confidence to be taken from that And then back to winning ways against Kilmarnock Aberdeen and Kilmarnock play each other so this is clearly a, an important day if Motherwell want to hang on to that third place for as long as possible.
4: Yeah, not just that, Gordon. If they had to lose today, you look at Livingston, nobody's really mentioned them. They're only six points behind. Uh, that would close the gap right up to three. I think this is a cracking game. The last time Livy came here, Motherwell were three up after about 20-25 minutes. And Livy, you know what they're going to give. They just they play at the final whistle. And the lad that's uh, come in today uh, up front, Tiffany... He actually scored two that day, so it's a good uh, hunting ground for him. He'll be looking forward to the opportunity, obviously, with injuries that Livingston's got. Um, So I think this will be a real difficult game now. I know that a lot of people talk about the style of football Livingston play. I don't buy into this, They just hit the ball long. I think they've got players, especially in the middle of the park, that can get the ball down and play, and play some nice, attractive football. But... I think Motherwell will be looking, especially after the Camarnock game, yeah, okay, Camarnock went down to 10 men, but sometimes it's more difficult to break 10 men down, and they got the result, and I just like the the look in Motherwell's front three, Gordon. I think they've got good pace, I like Cole, I think he'll bang in goals. Uh, Longs a, a, a willing worker. He'll run into the channels for you. He'll try and hold the ball up for you. Hiltons get bags of bags of pace. Uh, the pitch, as usual, is absolutely perfect. Conditions are perfect. I'm thinking on for an absolute game of the day
1: here. Well, we will find out. Aberdeen against Kilmarnock at Patodry. Dave Galloway is looking ahead to that one. Uh, Dave, this is one of those stats that's. Maybe a bit empty Because the fixtures Haven't been kind But Aberdeen haven't won At Pittodrie Since the 31st of August And the last time The home fans Got a look at them They were absolutely Hammered by Celtic So Is there a an extra pressure there to go and put on a winning performance to get, uh, in front of the home fans
7: you, You've hit the nail right on the head there Gordon You know it was an absolutely abysmal performance against a, an excellent Celtic side last weekend who could easily have won by far more, I mean at half time I was thinking could this be another you know 9-0 here um, Aberdeen in desperate need of a boost, they certainly got a lift with a hard fought victory over Hamilton uh, in midweek on Wednesday night they played some decent football and also, there was, uh, as I've mentioned earlier, the opening of that state-of-the-art training academy at a cost of about 12 million pounds uh, by Sir Alex Ferguson. But they really must uh, build on that. They really must get some consistency and some momentum going, you know, before the international break. Absolutely essential.
1: It's about making it all come together, Hugh, because the the, the 12 million pound training complex. Is great and hopefully that provides a structure Which allows Aberdeen to create better players Attract better players in the future Having said that That that, that won't keep the fans warm at quarter to five If they lose at home to Kilmarnock You know that That will always be the priority I know that uh, people were upset at A lot of us
2: banging on about how bad Aberdeen were But it is possible to say That Celtic were magnificent at Pataudry last weekend And Aberdeen at the same time Were not even mediocre They weren't even as good as that They have to win back the forgiveness Of their own people today They've got the platform As Sir Alec said From which to go forward However One step at a time They simply need to get A convincing home win Against a Kilmarnock side Who are fairly miserly When it comes to conceding goals Aberdeen
1: must win that game today And start the road back uh, the concern for Kilmarnock would be They've now got defensive yeah, injury issues, concerns yeah. And as good as they've been You just wonder where the goals are going to consistently come from Gary Dicker and Stephen O'Donnell Are the joint top league scorers on two, two apiece. apiece Yeah I think um, that's an issue
3: Gordon I think defensively they've been very sound But when you look at uh, Bruce uh, Suspended for this game Young Finley for me is one of the better setter halves out with the old firm. I think he's a right good talent. So I think they will struggle up there today. But you know, Alessio's shown that he is defensively switched on.
1: And what about this for the beauty of the way the system works up here? If you've got a midweek fixture card and you're trying to appeal a decision, Alex Bruce had already travelled to Aberdeen last night with Comanlock and then found out that the appeal had been uh, had been upheld. Uh, dismissed. Sorry. And He was suspended. was well, your a day, luck? It's
3: a day out in Aberdeen. Is it's nice, nice weather up at this time mm. of year. But do you know the interesting thing about it? I thought it was a kind of waste of time, really. I didn't see him even getting a touch on the ball, and I thought it was a, a, mm. a waste of money.
1: Right, let's hear from Brian Rice ahead of Hamilton Aki's home game against Ross County this afternoon.
6: I
8: think their energy, their enthusiasm, and the they want to play football, they've,
6: they've had a wee taste there. You know? So, you know, I think they'll be bursting to get back out. I'm hoping they're bursting to get back out on the pitch. Um, and like I say, there's not a lot of 1st team experience in there alongside them. You know, when I look at last night, I've got the goalkeeper, obviously, uh, Scott, Mac- Scott McMahon, who's played, a- quite a few games. Alec Gog- played quite a few games. Alec Gogic's played quite a few games. You look at everybody else, even George Wolde they played that many games. So I think if you added up all our appearances last night as a whole, it'd be a bit relatively low.
1: I mean, granted, Mark Guidi... This has come against Partly Celtic and Rangers So you can have a degree of sympathy For Ross County But the fact remains They have conceded 14 goals In the last four games So I wonder if that's something Brian Rice we're trying to take advantage of I'm sure he will
6: yeah, I mean there's no doubt there'll be a bit of fragility there in terms of the confidence uh, from the, the backbone of Ross Coutinho Hamilton Aki's been at home you know, I've watched them a number of times they certainly get it players in will line up today uh, I like the look of the, the front four if you like you know, young Lewis Smith and Ross Cunningham Mikael Miller's always a threat um, and George Oakley you know can lead the, the line well so you know, I think there'll be goals in, in this game and equally I don't expect Ross County to, to, to lose 3 or 4 or be totally outplayed the way they were the other night uh, against Rangers of the previous week um, against Celtic you know it's, it's a bowl team selection um, as well but by them um, you know with uh, Ross Stewart Lee Erwin And Billy Mackay So you know If they three can click uh, With the likes of Gardain In behind And supplying them Then you know they, they will create opportunities Today as well And I think that's what Makes it be an entertaining game And why I fancy Ross County Just to sneak it
1: hmm, Interesting call From Mark Guidi Is right though It's a, a fairly attacking Looking line up um, From Ross County a, a league debut For Lee Erwin We've only seen him once Way back in August In the uh, the Betfred Cup against Partick Thistle speaking of the Jags Ayr United against Partick Thistle is our featured championship match uh, Roger Hanna how fascinating is it when you've got a manager who clearly knows the opposition inside out the way uh, that Ian McCall will because I'm sure he'll be all too aware of guys like Alan Forrest the brother of, of James he's got six goals in his last seven games uh, Luke McCowan is not too far behind him so Air have got some impressive players in middle to front this season
9: Yeah, they certainly have and and you can throw in young Stephen Kelly as well who's on loan from Rangers in the centre of midfield Left-footed talent. He's in a squad again, named by Scott Gemmell through the week along with his animated teammates Ross Do and the keeper who's on loan from Celtic and, and Daniel Harvey, the left back. So McCall has put together a very strong squad. Um, he's gone for quality rather than quantity again. You know, not a full bench today, but it hasn't bequeathed an enormous squad in terms of numbers to his successor Mark Kerr. But there is quality there. You spoke about young Forrest, young McEwet they're playing in the wide positions in a four-four-two this afternoon, Michael Moffat and Craig Moore the former Motherwell frontman up top so there's goals in this air team this season um, funnily enough the goals for Partick that's what seemed to be coming on the road um, 3 at Dundee three at Inverness have struggled at home since Ian McCall went back to Farhill, but their away form's been good so I would expect a decent performance from Thistle here this afternoon despite the fact that as we said two points adrift at the bottom of the table um, I'm just going to take a right to, just to edge it though because of the form of the likes of Forrest and Kelly and McEwan going forward I'm
1: sure Partick Thistle have taken a hardly band of fans to the seaside for a day out um, we had a few on the phone last Saturday actually Roger talking about Sort of been brought back down to earth with the disappointing result—a a, wake-up call. These were the types of phrases that were being used. So, um, I'm sure Ian McCall knows knows fine well the importance of getting something today.
9: He does. He knows acutely the importance of getting something and keeping in touch with the teams above him—the likes of Alloa, the likes of A and Denfermal and Morton, who lost it at Dens Park last night. Um, any manager going into a club needs a couple of transfer windows just to to shape the team in, in their own image, if you like. E. McCall came in in September after the transfer window would close, so January will be an important one for him to get in and also get out. Players at Partick Thistle believes have underachieved for previous managers. Get the squad In the shape he wants For the second half of the season Because I think I think Consolidation again In the Championship Is all Ian McCall Can look to This season And then if he can get Another transfer window Next summer He could then go again With a full season Next year
1: uh, That's Roger Hanna Keeping an eye on Air United Partick Thistle or featured championship match In the Premiership Motherwell Livingston Aberdeen Comarnock Hamilton Ross County And a half past five Hibs against Celtic In the first of the Betfred Cup semi-finals The scene is set And the kick next
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors they play to win every
9: time talk to thompsons.com
1: full time Somerset Park Roger Hannah <laughs> one of our
9: own area united for Park Thistle one a disastrous return to Somerset Park for Ian McCall just six weeks after he quit the honest man to take charge of Thistle the team that he built has absolutely dismantled the team that he left to take over, they could have been behind Thistle inside two minutes, Craig Moore shot, a terrific save by Scott Fox a loose ball breaking to Luke McCowan he blazed over when he really should have hit the target but Ayr did take the lead in ten minutes Jordan Houston making progress down the right, firing a ball into the box and a terrific right foot shot, controlled and low from Craig Moore from ten yards back across Fox and inside the far post, it was 2-0 after 17 minutes, this time the damage done down the left hand side by Luke McCowan, his cross and a terrific close range. Header from Michael Moffitt steering the ball away from goalkeeper Fox for 2-0. McCall made a tactical change after just 28 minutes. Midfielder Shea Gordon hook striker Lewis Mansell sent on, but it just couldn't stem the tide. Aided more chances before the break. Alan Forrest twice firing over the top when he might have hit the target. 40 seconds into the second half. Forrest again was denied by Scott Fox, a terrific save after a Michael Moffat pass, but the winger just wouldn't be denied and he scored a terrific solo goal after 49 minutes to effectively end the game as a contest. Down the left-hand side, cut in onto his right foot and fired the shot across Fox inside the far post. 3-0 became 4-0 just three minutes later. Sorry, the well into a got the third goal and then it was Forrest's fourth goal coming in and firing into the far side. Forrest almost repeated the trick after 68 minutes. He was absolutely terrorising the Thistle defence at this stage. Coming in off the flank, another shot, this time just off target. Mark Keir, the New Year boys, gave all three goal scorers, Forrest, Moore, and Moffat, an early rest. And Thistle came into the game way too late. They got a consolation after 79 minutes across from the right. A close range header from Joe Cardo, past Ross dewin for 4-1. Injury time substitute Mansell should have scored, but he fired way over the top. But Thistle didn't deserve a second goal at all. One way traffic for far too long in the game. They remain rooted to the foot of the table, air now cemented in second place. A disastrous return for Ian McCall. Air United four, Partick Thistle one.
1: Looking forward to hearing from Ian McCall. Roger Hanna will go and speak to him. Partick fans, in ten minutes' time, you'll be able to speak to us. What did you make of that today? A really, really tough result. Oh one four one nine five one. One or two five. Scott Martin has been sent off for Hamilton Ackies. It's two all um, for foul and abusive language. Apparently, ninety-three minutes on the clock, and that one two all. Still, no other full times. Have we got any other full time whistles yet? No. Uh, what about Partick Thistle then, Hugh? Uh,
2: it's dangerous. Rooted to the bottom, as uh, Roger Hanna said, and with no apparent sign of improvement following Ian McCall's arrival as manager. I know it's a Six weeks period That he's been there But He Will know himself That what he has Is It would appear Not good enough And he might need a good January transfer window They have been
1: Highs and lows But now they're getting Too many lows And it's full time in Hamilton Hamilton against Ross County Mark Guidi
6: Full time, Hamilton Acquis 2, Ross County 2, a classic ding dong of a game, both sides still looking for their first victory in over a month, but the good news for both is they both jump up a place in the table thanks to the results, it was a perfect start for the Highlanders they took the lead in the first minute Lee Evans shot spilled by Owen Fawn Williams and there was a veteran poacher Billy Mackay, to smash it home from at three yards in the 27th minute Ross County had a good penalty claim turned down by referee Colin Stephen Alex Gorgic appeared to file Ross Stewart inside the box for Hamilton Akis they didn't show a thing in the first half but they were re-energised and found some focus in the final third at half time when the veteran striker Steve Davis came on he came close with a 25 yard free kick in the 49th minute and then in the 51st minute, the home team equalised, it was a brilliant teenager, Lewis Smith, showed great tenacity inside the box, they hold off defenders and smash a shot with his left foot 8 yards out, past the county goalkeeper, Ross Laidlaw, and then the home team went 2-1 up, a brilliant goal from George Oakley, their striker, 14 yard right foot shot, gave Laidlaw no chance. Ross County kept at it and they were rewarded with a brilliant it was a classic counter attacking goal long ball over the top Michael Gardine showed some brilliant play down the left hand side, down the wing, and he picked out substitute Brian Graham with a perfect cutback and he slammed the shot with magnificent accuracy from 14 yards past on Vaughan Williams. It looked as though that was going a bit, but there was drama in stoppage time. Scott Martin, the Aki's midfielder given a straight red card. And then right after that in the final seconds. Fontaine thought he'd scored the winner with a head at the back post but it produced a world class save from Vaughan Williams to deny him full time in Arlington Hamilton Aki's 2, Ross County 2
1: and who is your Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Man of the match Mark?
6: by a distance the Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Man of the match Lewis Smith
1: there we go let's go to Firth Park where it's finished between Motherwell and Livingston Gordon DL
4: yeah after a disappointing first half 0-0 uh, finished here Motherwell 2 Livingston 1 Motherwell come out the second half off to the best possible start work great ball into Christopher Long just on the right hand side he fires a shot at goals it's a decent shot but the goalkeeper Livingston will not want to see this one again it goes right through his legs and gives Motherwell an early lead to be fair to Livingston, they fought very very hard, they started throwing men forward and get back in the game from a corner kick, it comes, swings over to the back post uh, Tiffany pulls it down to Fante Cole a centre forward making that what you call a centre forwards challenge I looks at the referee Ewan Anderson, he doesn't spot uh, point to the spot right away he takes his time and then gives a penalty kick and I think a few of the motherable players were upset with that decision and really I've never witnessed this before I look down and Lawless gets his tracksuit off Livingston stands still he runs on, they make the substitution, he just grabs the ball, puts it in the spot, and he hammers it by Gillespie to make it 1-1. Then you're thinking, end-to-end stuff, they're going to be a winner in this game. I think both teams, would, especially Livingston, would have settled for a point here this afternoon. But it was Alan Campbell, who I thought was absolutely brilliant, middle of part, second half. He's energy everything about him, he never gives up. He got a little bit of luck, there was a shot fired in, Uh, Guthrie put a leg out to try and block it going towards the goals and it fell beautifully for Campbell eight yards out and as calm as you like he side footed it into the net you're thinking that's it all over now Livingston have nothing more to offer but I've got to say with about two or three minutes left on the clock the ball falls to Steve Lawson at the back post and he has got to score. He has got to get his team a point here at Fur Park. What a viable point it would be. A terrific point. But good goalkeeping from Gillespie. Uh, keeps it out. And uh, obviously Mother will go on to win this. The big question, Mark, a lot of Mother will leaving Fur Park uh, this afternoon. Will it be Steve Robertson's last game? Uh, another victory under his belt, sitting proudly in third place. And I've got to give my man of the match this afternoon, super scoreboard man of the match, for his winner and his energy in the middle of the park, especially second half, Alan Campbell. So from third park... Motherwell 2, Livingston 1.
1: And it's finished up Todd Dave Galloway watched Aberdeen against Kilmarnock.
7: Aberdeen 3, Kilmarnock 0. The hosts went ahead after 10 minutes. Ferguson's cross converted by Main's diving header, his first goal for Aberdeen. They were dominating the ball, but Killy came close to an equaliser when McKenzie's 30-yard drive was parried away by Lewis. However, the visitors couldn't capitalise on the rebound. Cosgrove drove wide from a tight angle as Aberdeen pushed for a second goal and it arrived on 27 minutes from a corner. Cosgrove rose highest to head home. Kelly came into things a bit and Burke's powerful free kick forced a reaction save from Lewis, whose face kept the ball out. He required treatment for that. Then Powers' deflected 25-yard shot was brilliantly turned behind by Lewis. Cosgrove went close to making it 3-0 soon after the restart. His 20-yard drive coming back off the inside of the post. Comarnick stringing some nice passes together without seriously threatening, but um, Aberdeen's stepped things up and Brunescu pulled off two saves in quick succession from McLennan, the first of which was absolutely tremendous after Gallagher set things up with good work down the left-hand side. Then terrific skills from the classy Ferguson almost led to a third goal working his way in cleverly from the touchline only to see his effort deflected over the bar. Finally, it was 3-0 after 81 minutes. McKenna unmarked at the back post to score from close range following a corner kick. It finished, Aberdeen Three, Comanic nil. My uh, Clyde one super scoreboard man of the match, Lewis Ferguson. For me, he just edged out the the impressive main. A performance of class and authority from him.
1: And now it's over to you. It's time to have your say. 01419511025. Get your calls. And it's a bit of a strange Saturday night because we've still got a bit Fred Cup semi final to come. It comes at half past five at Hampden between Hibs and Celtic. So Celtic fans, if you're settling down to watch it Or you're on your way to the game Now is the perfect time to call What do you make of that team selection? Scott Brown is in Ryan Christie is not Tom Rogic has been preferred to him That's the big talking point What do you make of it? Partick Thistle fans Have you been brought even further back down to earth? A disappointing result last week Hammered against uh, Ian McCall's former team Today down at Somerset Park Motherwell still holding on to third after an impressive three points There is lots to get through. Let's hear from you right now. 0141 951 1025. The open line is next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Full-time scores from the Scottish Premiership Aberdeen 3, Kilmarnock 0, Hamilton Ackies 2, Ross County 2, Motherwell 2, Livingston 1 In the Championship are Broth 2, Alloa 1, Ayr United 4, Partick Thistle 1, Dunfermline 2, Queen of the South 0 And Inverness 0, Dundee United 3, in League 1, Airdrie 3, Dumbarton 1, East Fife 0, Montrose 1 4 for nil, Falkirk two, Peterhead two, Wraith Rovers nil, and Strunrar three, Clyde nil. In League two, Breakin two, Edinburgh City three, Cowdenbeath one, Cove Rangers three, Elgin City four, Annan Athletic nil, Stenhouse Muir nil, Queen's Park three, and Stirling Albion three, Albion Rovers nil. In the English Premier League, Bournemouth one, Man United nil, Arsenal one, Wolves one, Aston Villa one, Liverpool two. A 94th minute winner Brighton 2 Norwich 0 Man City 2 Southampton 1 Sheffield United 3 Burnley 0 And West Ham 2 Newcastle 3 Now it is over to you The floor is yours 01419511025 An open line like Never before Hugh Kevens, Because a Bet Fred Cup semi-final Kicks off in 27 minutes time Halfway through the open line
2: Yeah And uh, there'll be mixed reactions Partic Thistle supporters Will be disgusted By what's going on there Uh, The Hamilton Aki supporters will be pleased that uh, there'll be another fighting point today. Uh, Kamalak supporters will have to resign themselves to the fact that they were missing too many players. And then we get to Hamden looking wonderful in the the darkness of a Glasgow Saturday evening. And a Celtic side that will have one or two talking points among the supporters. Tom Rogic preferred to Ryan Christie. And uh, Jeremy Frimpong At the age of 18 Preferred uh, to El Hamed
1: Yeah Celtic fans This is your last chance To get your thoughts in Pre-match Let us know what you make Of the game this evening The team selections Are you surprised To see Tom Rogic in At the expense of Ryan Christie Would you have done Something different What about Frimpong He gets the nod At 18 years of age Ahead of El Hamed Just a couple of things You might want to discuss On 01419511025 Uh, Let's go back to Hamden Before we take any calls Get a recap Of the full team's and a bit of the build-up with Alison Conroy.
10: Yeah, the team's out warming up here at Hampden. Only around 9,000 Hibs fans making the trip through for this semi-final against Celtic. They were, of course, the last team to win a domestic trophy before Celtic's dominance. They're trying to make it 30 wins in domestic cup ties tonight. In the process of their 29 wins, they've scored 90 and conceded just nine goals. So it is three changes for Celtic from that win against St Mirren in midweek. Fraser Forsters in goal, a back four of Jeremy Frimpong, Chris Eyer, Chris Julian, and Bolly Bull and Golly. Front them will be Scott Brown and Callum McGregor with the three of James Forrest, Tom Rogic, and Mohamed Ilyanousi. Watson Edward up top. On the bench for Celtic, Gordon, Beaton, Hayes, Christy, Johnson, Cham, and Elhamed. For Hibs, two changes from that 2-2 draw with Livingston on Wednesday night. Chris Maxwell in goal. A back four of Tom James, Adam Jackson, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. Then it'll be Milker Hullberg and Josh Vela. The three of Darrell Horgan, Scott Allen and Stevie Mallon. With Christian Deutsch up top. On the bench for Hibbs, Marciano, Whitaker, Slivka, Boyle, Newell, Naismith and Camberry. And your referee for this Betfred Cup semi-final at Hampden is Bobby Madden.
1: 01419511025 Get your thoughts in Ahead of kickoff, off in that one Celtic fans, Hibs fans How do you see it going? And what do you make of those team lines? A bit of surprise I think Amongst the guys in the studio Hugh Evans is here Craig Beattie And Alex Ray as well They all certainly expected Ryan Christie to play um, But Tom Logic gets the nod And I don't suppose that's enough To make you alter your, your, your predictions that, that Celtic go on and progress to the final not no. for
3: me, Gordon. No, listen. You look at the personnel that Celtic have at their disposal. You still get uh, Hayes and Sham, Christie, Mikey Johnson back on the bench after a, a layoff as well. So, for me, they've got too much in reserve. Never mind on the uh, the starting eleven.
1: Yeah, <coughs> we all thought um, Christie would possibly play. Listen, he might be carrying a niggle. He might not be quite a hundred percent fit. But uh, what a good player in Tom is as, as a replacement as Christie's left out today.
2: Yeah, there's too much strength all over the park. Uh, for Hibbs to handle, uh, that should be the case, uh, I repeat. If Hibs were to win this cup tie, it would have more to do with Celtic shortcomings than, than Hibbs' ability.
1: Um Aiden tweeted in. Aidan Waddle says, Can't wait for the Celtic game. I'm on my way. It's my birthday as well, and I reckon the score will be Celtic three hibs nil. Have a good birthday, Aiden. What about this? This doesn't bear thinking about. Paul Timlin. Out walking the dog in the Californian sunshine. Ah, stop it. Whilst listening to you guys. Uh, I was nearly run over by someone backing out of their driveway without looking. Hugh Evans was nearly the last thing I ever heard. Doesn't bear <laughs> thinking about.
2: Gone. But not, not forgotten.
1: forgotten. Yes. <laughs> Good to see you're still with us, Paul. Let's take a call on 01419511025. Ian is a Partick Thistle fan from Bears Den. How hard is that one to take today, Ian?
11: Uh, it's gone from bad to worse. Um, I made the foolish mistake of coming on less than two weeks ago and predicting that Thistle would make the playoffs. Um, I think we be lucky to make the way we're going just now to make the playoffs at the bottom of the league to stay up. Um the, the the team at the moment, Alex said earlier. They needed a clear out of players that have been there too long. There are very few players that have been there for more than a season, uh, and I, we're still suffering from the guys that Gary Cole has brought in and the lack of confidence running through the team. We've only scored one goal and a one penalty in the last three matches, and I really I, I, I feel the worst. Really, I can't really blame him, McCall, yet because he can only work with the players at his disposal. But um, after two good away results Things have just fell apart
1: I mean you can't put any anything Other than a, a really negative slant no. On today's result
2: No um, Ian says only scored one goal More importantly Since last Saturday Three for Broth, One for Dundee United Four for Air United Eight goals And uh, it's difficult to see Where Thistle are going at the moment it, It'll have to change in January New players will need to be brought in
1: um, it's just not turned out The way that you thought it would F- Fair playing for not uh, You know pushing any of the blame On Ian McCall At present Because um, you're right It needs to get to January To try and shuffle the squad about um, But I tell you what How important are your next two games Ian? Do you know who they're against? Uh, I'll give it all look in your, your, your next two matches <laughs> are At home They're both at home To Morton and Aloha That's your next two but matches For wo- Thistle Well
11: they're nothing at home This season yeah, no, but
3: they they take on a an, an added significance in in terms of where you're going to go this year because Alou are, are directly above you, so the gap we were kind of looking at the table earlier on. And and listen, well done, you actually because I was actually looking at the squad, and you're absolutely right. It has more or less been freshened up with kind of Zanatas and, and guys like that, Cardo, and you know several other players aware come in in the summer. So you look at Davita and guys like that as well. So. When I look at that squad, we see this, we've been seeing it for the last few years, Ian, about the Partick Thistle uh, players. We think they're, they're too good, they're this and that. But there seems to be something underlying that's not there. You see them more often than we do. So I don't know whether, can you put your finger on that, Ian?
11: I don't think they've only really got a leader on the part now. There's a lack of confidence. There's nobody that there take the team with the scuff of the neck. I've never really had anybody since when got injured a few years ago and dropped out of the squad um, and they've had a couple of different guys as captain and there's nobody's actually taking him, taking him by the scruff of the neck Gary Cole actually took the captain's band off of Bannigan um, because he thought it has been too much pressure on him and it's not really made any difference to at all
2: I would like to hear what Ian McCall has to say about this
1: oh, We're going in very soon
2: Yeah, I'm glad of that because He can give us the the proper analysis He sees them every day He sees them match days It's gone pear-shaped at the moment Three defeats in the space of eight days And I would like to know We always say, can you put your finger on it? Well, if
1: he can't put his finger Mm. on it Then who can? Ian, we mentioned this earlier on The fact that Air United are, are now You know, they're keeping up Pressure at the top of the league, Partick Thistle bottom. So the fact that they win that game maybe isn't actually a surprise. Although Partick have, I've got the you know the history, recent history of being in the top flight and so on. However, how concerning is is the manner of the defeat?
11: It's atrocious. I mean, they obviously raised their game against them to United midweek. They then go to United, who are not the side they were last season because they lost Lawrence Shankland. Um, they've got a new manager in, wee bit of a lift, but. They shouldn't have really on paper They shouldn't have a better squad of players Than the guys that are at just now And to lose four goals I mean We aim a making a substitution Within half an hour Unless that was an injury I think it was a panic I mean Alec was applauding them For making an early substitution It didn't do any good They lost another two goals
1: Yeah I mean obviously In hindsight Alec You wouldn't be praising it now as such But to one man it's a panic To another man it's it's decisive action Of course with hindsight you can then say Oh well it didn't work
3: Yeah listen I'm only talking from my own experience I remember we were playing against St Johnson The Dundee manager we were getting terrorised down the left hand side And after 25 minutes I took uh, Gavin Swanky off So I, I know and we went on and won the game So he's clearly seen that it wasn't working he managed to get to half-time But to come back out At the start of the second mm-hmm. half And lose a goal For me they look as if it's They're a soft touch at the moment And they're really struggling For confidence as Ian says Don't yep. say
1: we're not good to you. Ian's on the line Hugh Keevens, Your wishes, is our command right. These are the
8: thoughts of Ian McCall United were very good We were very poor uh, And uh, you know Second half we were far far better But that's only because United put the foot off again simple as that So uh, It was very very poor from us and, and looked like a different team From Tuesday night to Anadise And uh, you know, that's something we've got to address because I know everybody says oh, we could be a top four but we're not. We're in a relegation fight. Simple yeah. as that. Mm-hmm. You know. And listen, there will be another three or four teams dragged in there. There's no doubt about that. But we need to start winning. We've had seven games. We've only won three of them and lost four. Um, you know we've got an opportunity on Saturday to win a fourth game and we've got to take that because today uh, wasn't good enough. And I take full responsibility. Not any other manager. Me. Uh, we've got to do better. Do you need to get to January?
4: And no, and I mean they've proved
8: in, in games at Inverness, games at Dundee, games at Dundee and A that they've got, I mean, I, I think like most clubs you look to bring in two or three but, you know, performances like that today makes you think you want to bring in more but, you know, I, I've I've been completely honest with them that, you know, they've got till January and I hope a lot of them come through and, and, and do well and do better and starting Saturday against Morton because right at this minute I can't change what's just happened. What I can try and do is influence But there's a, The game they Saturday coming Against Morton But there's a lot of work needing done Is that the biggest problem Is the inconsistency Ian Because <coughs> one minute you're playing Well I don't know if any guys were up to any Dyson Choose they were excellent And if the, the, the any teams were doing It was us And then today know, We went in at half time 2-0 But it could have been 5 or 6 more, In my opinion And the only reason The second half was, was better Was because they had Took the fool off I guess
1: Ian what do you make of that? <laughs> well,
11: he's he's being honest Uh, They were terrible today, but why can they play so well against the United and then so poorly four days later? Uh, Really, what's what's the difference?
1: Hey, Hugh Kevens, it was interesting, though, not hiding behind this idea of get to January because loads of managers do that, and Ian McCall unwilling to, and also telling anyone who's focused on this aim to get in the playoffs forget that this is a relegation battle first.
2: Yeah, but also in there, he said, I've told some of them they've got until January. So clearly it's in his mind To try and change things uh, In the window um, And he has Told them And therefore They're on borrowed time Unless they can start To produce performances Now as Craig Beatty has said It's Morton Followed by Alva. These
1: to use the cliche. Are must win. They're both at Firhill. Ian and Bears. Then, thank you very much for the call. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five Motherwell. We're one of the big winners in the Premiership today. Still sitting pretty in third place after a win against Livingston. Gordon Dial is still there. He'll give us his reaction because Hugh is a Motherwell fan on the line. What did you make of it today, Hugh? Ah, you did Gordon. Hugh
12: is like It's the studio as and well. And
1: Craig BT Gordon Dial. The full oh, team is great. here for you.
12: Oh, everybody's here. Always. Hello, here. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm actually. I, I don't think we started really, really slow. Um, we were huffing and puffing trying to go through Livingston. Uh, the game wasn't the best, I think Gordon Dale will actually tell you that. It wasn't the best game, but we got the three points, which was the main thing out of the day. Uh, so I'm pleased with that. But I just think performance is a big many step up. We were, we we're going side to side. We weren't enough penetrant passes. We weren't quick. Obviously see what the other guys thought of it, especially Gordon, how, how he thought
1: the game Yeah, worked. Gordon, give us your, your thoughts. I think that's similar to what, what you said. You didn't think it was a classic performance by any yeah. means, but a, a big three points.
4: Yeah, I said at half-time, Gordon, I didn't think Motherwell were moving the ball quickly enough but sometimes you've got to give credit to the way Livingston lined up they made it very difficult, they get plenty of players behind the ball and this basically says to Motherwell, come break us down we'll try and hit you in the, the counter-attack first half, it didn't happen, as I said I like the front three of Motherwell I think they've got good movement, good pace energy, the middle of the part's good as well but it just wasn't clicking but they got off to a great start in the second half with a goal, but the minute the game went 1-1. One, one. You're looking at both sides. I think, for me, the difference this afternoon and the reason Motherwell went on to win the game. I think Livingston settled for a point and I think Motherwell decided they wanted to go and get the three points. And young Campbell in the middle of par, every time I see him now, he's getting better and better and better. Yeah, he doesn't run the game as he normally does, but his work rate off the ball is exceptional, I've got to say, and he deserved his goal and his winner. Uh, They could have thrown a couple of points away right at the end because I said that Lawson, really, if that's a a, a striker that's banging in goals, he puts it in the back of the net and all of a sudden it's 2-2. But sometimes you've just got to do the the ugly side of the game and go and work hard and just get in about it and say the most important thing, three points. Now, if you look at their week's work... They were very, very good at Ibrooks, You've got to say. Unfortunately, come away with nothing. But their home two ga- uh, their two home games, they've come out with six points. Gordon, you can't ask for any yeah. better.
1: Uh Hugh, what, what do you, what do you make of, of Alan Campbell? Because I think someone actually just sent Alex Ray a message in saying that's ninety nine appearances, seven goals. He's twenty one years of age. In past seasons, you know. Turnbull got a lot of the headlines last season and Hasty and Cadden got a move and so on but, but the one guy who's just Mr. Consistent that seems to go under the radar for people who don't see him every week is Alan Campbell. How important is he, Hugh?
12: Uh, Gordon, you probably remember, I'm, I'm on the show quite regular and I always always, state it that Alan Campbell is one of your biggest assets and it'll be a huge loss to us. As Gordon says, there obviously was that the game. Campbell's energy and commitment is unbelievable. He won. He didn't have the best of games today. It wasn't happening for him. It wasn't maybe possibly winging the first tackle or even the second one. Ball bouncing away from him, but he never gave up. Uh, and Alan Campbell, personally, I've said it on here for the easily since he committed team 18 months, two years ago, will be our biggest loss when he when he moves out. And that's that's something I I don't want to see. I know Turnbull's moved on, Hasty's moved on, but Campbell will be a, a bigger loss than what those two will uh,
1: Alex Ray Craig B T, you can't really argue with with Motherwell's <laughs> points return at this point in the season. And the crazy thing is, that there'll, there'll be a couple of ch- games in there where they might be kicking themselves that they could even have got more. But absolutely, but, you know, as it stands, that's clearly a return. B- Bigger than than most people expected pre-season Yeah, absolutely. You know the, the Ross County one springs to mind there when we were talking about maybe dropping points, um, and the fact that, that one of the, the biggest clubs in the country In Hearts are, you know, they're, they're after your manager um, speaks volumes about how they're doing. And I think he deserves a lot of credit today. You know, uh, speaking to Gordon, um, they didn't perform well in the first half. You know, it, it sounds like he's given a bit of talking to at half time, and then they've come out two minutes into the second half. They've got the goal. Livingston then get a penalty kick But the manager adjusted They made an attacking substitution They went in front And then he's changed it again And brought a defender on So uh, you know Steve Robinson looks like he knows, He's known his time of day uh, Very good, Hugh we can't let you go Without giving you the The chance to tell us How you feel about Potentially Losing the manager to Harps Is that something that worries you? I
12: was speaking to you Last night in the show And I turned around and said I, I cannot see Keith Warris like Steve Robinson Leaving below." Why would they want to leave something they're building on, especially Steve Robinson, every time you speak to him, uh, and I do speak to him sometimes at Fir Park as well, and just his enthusiasm, how he talks, how he is, and especially Lasley, I mean, I said it last night, he's been there since the Stone Age, Um, so I can't can't even see Lasley moving on, and Steve Robinson says he would only move, well, allegedly says he would only move if Lasley was his number two, I personally can't see it happening. I don't why would they want to go to somebody? Maybe he's wanted to try a new challenge, but I think he's wanted to stay where he is, bring the young young boys through, like Jake Scott, keep Alan Campbell there. we have got Barry Maguire still to come back in the team. So I, I can't I personally can't see it happening.
3: For me it's um it's a step up in terms of the size of the club, Gordon. I think that would may well be an attraction. It's a club that's really struggling at the bottom of the table at the moment. And uh, you know, finances you'd obviously get weighed in. Handsomely uh, Way down <laughs> Way down at <laughs> Plumpton Way down at Plumpton <laughs> But uh, so money does dictate things You know the size of the club But I take uh, Hugh's point on, on board there You know they're doing The what they're doing at Motherwell at the moment Is really really impressive I And mean, when you consider the, They've paid off the, the loan as well To the previous owners It's, it's a remarkable job and uh,
1: From Alan Bur- Burrows all the way down What's going to be key is that The conversation that Steve Robinson Would then have with Hearts Should they be granted per- permission To go and talk to him He then needs to go to Hearts, he needs to find out who he can bring with him He needs to find out who Hearts want to actually keep there What his budget's going to be like, what their plans are like Because he's an ambitious young manager And I would like to think that if it wasn't right for him Then he would knock it back Having said that, if it sounds good to him and, and it looks like a good opportunity Then I've got no doubts he would take it He's the logical choice And as Craig rightly says, it can
2: only hinge now on the terms and conditions If he doesn't feel right about it, don't do it But if you feel Yeah this is the The club for me You have to do it
1: Thank you very much to Hugh In Lanark Uh, Gordon DL will bid you farewell also
4: Okay I'm disappointed with that I usually stay on the 6 But I'm away boys Thank you Have a Enjoy good night, night. Bye. Good
1: That will be the quickest He's ever moved yeah. Down those stairs At Firth Park uh, Quickest he's moved Since he hung up the boots In fact probably quicker Than he moved During his playing <laughs> career As well But anyway uh, We wish him well For the rest of the evening Thanks to Hugh and Lanark 0141 951 1025 Give us a call Let us know what's on your mind Kick off between Hibs And Celtic at Hamden Is next you
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompsons.com.
1: Teams are in the tunnel at Hamden The first League Cup semi-final of the weekend It's Hibs against Celtic Rangers and Hearts follow tomorrow uh, We are still on the open line until 6 o'clock We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB I mean Commons boy is on Hugh He's listening to oh. Super Scoreboard In the Beda oil field Sahara Desert Libya Oh wow it's a
2: long <laughs> way to go to avoid Ooh. me. Hoping,
1: hoping <laughs> to get a link to see Celtic make it thirty cup wins in a row let's go back to Hamden the teams are out Alison Conroy atmosphere building give us the teams
10: yeah the teams are just emerging from the tunnel here under the floodlights at Hamden for the first Betfred Cup semi-final of the weekend Hibs against Celtic three changes for Celtic two changes for Hibs so the teams Hibs first of all Chris Maxwell in goal a back four of Tom James Adam Jackson Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson then it'll be Milker Halberg and Josh Bella with the three of Daryl Horgan Scott Allen and Stevie Mallon Christian Deutsch the lone striker for Hibbs. For Celtic, Fraser Forster in goal. The back four, of Jeremy Frimpong, Chris Ayer, Chris Julian, and Bolly Bollingolly. Scott Brown and Cal McGregor sitting in front of them with the three of James Forrest, Tom Rogic, Mohamed Ilyanousi. Odds Edward, the lone striker for Celtic. The referee for this one at Hamden is Bobby Madden.
1: Ah, uh, there we go, Hugh Kevins. The scene is set. Yeah. To take us away. Well, uh, everything favours Celtic uh, form,
2: momentum. Ability, strength and depth Now they have to prove that's the case Hibs have had a terrible season Haven't won a game since the opening day of the season But did deny Celtic two points at Easter Road Celtic have to bear that in mind But history walks beside Celtic And even on the bench they have incredible strength With Ryan Christie and Sham, Mikey Johnson So everything favours Celtic now they have to prove that logic and reason count for
1: something Which will lead to a score 3 final win for what? Celtic In Neil Lennon's interview that we, that we heard about half an hour ago He mentioned the word motivated Now if I was Neil Lennon or Scott Brown The last words coming out of my mouth as I was walking up the tunnel would be Let's not be involved in the team or the squad that's let the cup run down You know, they've been unbelievable uh, and I fancy a 5 0 win tonight. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'll, I'll You're split carried that. Away.
3: Yeah, I'll, no, I'll split that as well. I'll go for a 4 0. I think it'll be an extremely difficult afternoon if Stevie Mallon has to play in the right side of a midfield, garden because if he has to track ball and goalie, having worked with Stephen, tracking backs not his strong point, set plays, uh, uh, and, you know, threading through balls and so forth. But I think it'll be a long, long evening for Hibs.
1: OK, there we go, Celtic going to the huddle We're about to get underway As Alison says, Bobby Madden is the referee at hand and both in their away strips I'm sure one of them could have worn the green and white that, That's just a small small uh, personal grievance of mine, Hugh Keevans. Yeah. And you're, but you're old school, so you'll feel the same I watched for decades
2: Hibs play Celtic or Celtic play Hibs And Hibs wore their traditional green shirt with white sleeves And Celtic wore their traditional green and white hoop. Oh, you couldn't have that Why
1: can't it be like that? Some of us are colourblind And would struggle (laughs) Big time I quite like this uh, Hibs
3: top actually It's quite nice
1: All right, okay That was a fashion hour With Alex Mm. Ray there Uh, The game has kicked off Hibs nil Celtic (laughs) nil uh, 10 seconds on the clock Really not worth Repeating the scoreline But I'll do it anyway Uh, As Hibs look to launch An early attack It's a through ball A bit too much on it though And uh, Fraser Forster There you go Hugh Neil Lennon was listening To your League Cup goalkeepers Not on your watch
2: No I mean I just don't get it You know He's number one keeper Because he is the best keeper So why would you play Somebody who wasn't The best And if you are number two And you aspire To be the best You don't expect To be given The the shirt In a semi-final As a a Free
1: gift You have to work for it Yeah you've still not Answered me as to why They did it last season though That was another manager (laughs) (laughs) The difference it becomes It's such a (coughs) Specialist position That if Foster remains fit for the rest of the season mm. Then you've got your number two goalkeeper Who does not get any game time But if yeah. Fraser Foster breaks down at some point Then you're, you're expecting your number two to come in And if he's had no minutes, no game time at all Then mm. you know, there, there's, a, there's an opportunity there to play him So he's not so rusty Alex, it's very early Are you seen anything shape-wise Which is, yeah, is jumping as, out at you? Yeah,
3: absolutely It looks as if they're, they're actually playing with a narrow midfield Stevie Mallon's playing very much in, in field. Um Scott Allen's at the top of that just supporting a uh, Doig the very first ball of the game was up to Doig <laughs> and he managed to on top of uh, him and Julian Yeah, from, from Paul. Yeah, and, and the thing is they managed to get that second wave I think one of the key things for Hibbs Gordon is when the Celtic have the ball coming out from the back they cannot allow the, the transfer over to Ayer because Ayer takes it forward and then the opposition get very very stretched similar to what we're watching now so you need to try and nullify Ayer coming out of the back because he takes it for a wonder 40, 50 yards, Hugh, and you As he's doing now. Yeah, it's, well, listen, it's all there, Hugh. You know, you've got to know your stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Celtic have had great success from that in recent times. As odson Edward looks to launch an attack, he actually gets it back despite it not being his best effort. Celtic are into the box, squared across, good defending oh,
3: from Hills. Good defending, I have to say.
1: and Yeah, that, that challenge had to be made because Ball and Golly got to the byline. He was looking to square it across McGregor, and Edward were both in there. Forrest was yeah, coming they, in at the back they, as well. They get
3: an overload, and Edward is uh, just is up to get a tap in from the front post. Hundred
1: percent right. I, it comes from an overload in the middle of the park yeah. by I have been able having the, the ability in the conference to step in the middle of the yeah. park, play a forward pass. Yeah. Uh, so first corner of the day comes for Celtic. Is this the old training ground routine? It's certainly a short one. It goes back to McGregor, then out to El Yunusi. He curves it in. Um, was aiming for Julian, couldn't get there. Chris Maxwell comes and takes. Now remember, we are here until six o'clock. You can still get in touch on the lines. Let's hear from you right now 0141 951 1025. It's just a very strange structure because we've never had a cup semi final kicking off at this time, halfway through the open line. But we're still here taking your calls. What about you, Rangers and Hearts fans? We've not heard from you yet. Hearts fans, who should get the job? And Rangers fans, does the managerial situation at Tynecastle have any bearing? On tomorrow's game at all, you tell us 0141 951 oh. 1025. Christopher Julian's taking a oh, sore one in the head. He does,
2: he does like a bit of rolling about, Chris Julian, doesn't
3: he? Um, I mean, I don't doubt for a moment he's taking a sore one, but I'd like to see this again, Hugh, because uh, Dodge comes right across the face of Julian and it, 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 he's booked him, Bobby Madden, after three minutes, so he's clearly caught him and he's in some discomfort at the moment,
1: yeah. I mean, Dodge. All eyes on the ball He just leads I'm not, no, not sure for me. I mean Julian's holding the top of his head Does Dodge catch him up there? It doesn't look like it On, on that angle That we've just seen he, does,
3: he doesn't look to me To be leading with his elbow In any shape or form uh, Beats For me If you're going to book people For that time after time You wouldn't have any players left
1: No I do agree with you But if you want my honest opinion I think Dodge knows what he's doing Um, he's using his arms for a bit of leverage and when they're up there and they're out there if somebody wants to come and challenge you the first thing they're making contact with is your arm so if you're you're in a position where you've got the advantage and you're first to the ball and somebody's not silly enough to come and run and charge into you the first contact's going to be with your arm or your elbow and and Julian's come off with an ass looking like a big striker who's done it before Listen, equally as a a centre-half and um, obviously I've played laterally in my career and, and if there's a long ball coming you manage to get up first you need, there's no question you need your hands for leverage I'm not suggesting for one minute that you would try and hurt somebody But you're out there for balance and protection Whichever
2: is the case It's a long night now for Christian Doidge uh, Because he... Oh, oh, oh look at that lump
1: Well there we go, see That's the benefit of having another replay Because there is a massive lump on Christopher Julian's head And therefore he clearly was caught, Hugh Evans
2: Yeah um, <laughs> And now... John Kennedy And Neil Lennon Discussing what to do Because I don't think They're certain that uh, That Chris Julian Will be able to continue here We've we'll spent a whole week Going on about footballers And head injuries You have to be very careful With these things uh, And El Hamed come in maybe Hugh is, if, if there is a replacement To go on Or a beat on um, no, Well they're, they're getting him Strapped up Which tells me that He, he is He's going, going to continue on, yeah. uh, But you see, Long afternoon for Deutsch mm. Because the kind of game that he plays, or is obliged to play, there's always a chance of another yellow card yeah. defence and hims
1: <laughs> are down to ten men. Definitely a sore one, Alex. Um, yeah.
3: See, I didn't say there was yeah. uh, there was no contact. There's clearly contact areas, well,
1: but I don't think he's. Well, allowed. then, ju- just to just to then make sure we're examining all parts of this argument. If Julian now has a massive egg on his head and it is getting bandaged up after the the, the contact from doige's elbow we know we've read the rules that intent is not really relevant so is that would that not be a potential red card in terms of endangering the safety of, a, of an opponent Gordon I've got one for you here Just, I'm going to put a wee span on the words here and we're going back a, uh, maybe six weeks when we had uh, Lamy on Aribo where he left we, he left. I think he left his stand with 20 yeah, stitches, stitches, 10 yeah. internal 10 external stitches and we've now got Julian here with a big egg on his head Look, clearly there's been contact with the elbow now the punishment combined for both incidents has been one yellow card and it's actually something that annoys me because you see, somebody will stand in front of a the ball, they'll, they'll stop a free kick, getting taken yellow card. We're getting guys actually getting hurt with head injuries and getting the same punishment for for petulant silly fills or, or swearing. That's, that things like that no. happening.
2: Is it the right thing to do to let him continue? Well, well I
3: mean, there's, there's, <laughs> I think they've assessed him anyway. Hugh, I don't think The, the good any... thing is,
1: is that was a long assessment. That's what you're looking for. You're not if it's a snap judgment. That's where the problem comes in. But he clearly is. Is
3: He didn't he didn't look to me as if he had been uh, knocked unconscious at any point. I think he was clearly in discomfort because of the knock.
1: He's well looked after as well by Tim Williamson. He's, he's got a wealth of experience yeah. and uh you know, he's a very well respected man and um mm. you know he may well move to a bigger club. Like I say, strange open line for us tonight with the cup semi final uh, kicking off at half past five. But let's still take a call from Mark who is in Partick Hi Mark.
12: Hi there, it's just two points I'd like to ask you, Keith and St. Alex Ray. Uh, the first one's about Alfredo Morales. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to? Do you think he'll go in January? Depending if Rangers won. Uh, lose at Parkhead, and if they go into Europe after Christmas, to keep him to the end of the season. Well, and my second point my uh, let's, let's
1: just take that one first, Mark. I'll let you make your second point. By the way, Hibs have come very close. A curling effort uh, from Darryl Horgan over the bar. Fraser Forster is a, a big old unit As Alex would say So he possibly had it covered But it was a good effort nevertheless um, Your your reaction to, to Mark's question about Morelos
2: The latest financial figures from Rangers Tell you that A very quick way To clear your feet Financially speaking Would be to sell Alfredo Morelos And I do understand that First of all you'd have to get an offer for him And uh, at the moment We know of no offers for him Uh, But in January, if an offer came along, it would be one way of sorting out your financial state. However, the other gamble that Rangers are taking with regard to their finances is they're throwing everything at stopping Celtic and Rangers winning the title. Now, that ambition would not be helped by selling Alfredo Morelos. So there is the dilemma. On the one hand, he could clear your feet financially.
3: On the other hand, the loss of Morelos could scupper the title for me uh, I would be very surprised if um, Rangers sold Morelos in January I said a couple of weeks ago on this show that I felt as if uh, there was offers for Edward or Morelos there would be no uh, benefit I think you'd be passing on the title to the opposition because of the magnitude of the two players you know I think they're really critical and key players for them so I don't see them moving in January maybe next summer
1: you never know Frimpong dancing his went to the box for the first time But the cross is overhit and it out for a throw in Mark what was your second point?
12: Well my second point was for the hearts job uh, I would actually my, my tip's probably Derek McInnes uh, I think Derek McInnes obviously got away Scott's free today obviously with a command work injuries But Gordon Strachan as well And Gordon Strachan's got a job And he's got more experience in that guy from Motherwell yeah, I,
3: some, I names think Strachan would be a good shout I know he's got uh, like a director of football position Dundee. up at Dundee Is he not, hip, does he, is he not Hibs a Hibs fan? Yeah he's yeah. a Hibby I'm not yeah. saying so that with matter I, th- I think it'd be a, an opportunity for um for, for them to You'd go be and get
1: Derek I'd No, amazed no, no, well, at no, no.
3: Derek McInnes is on far too much money For uh, what what Hibs are paying And with the new stadium and so forth Just
1: signed a new Hearts contract Yeah, was, remember so,
3: Yeah, but it, it won't be uh, For me it won't be... Um, mm. He won't be going there Any time soon
1: Mark and Partick Thank you very much For the call We are still here Until 6 o'clock So get in touch 01419511025 10 and a half minutes Gone at Hamden Hibs nil Celtic nil Not a great deal To tell you about Chris Julian Suffered a head knock He is on He's bandaged up uh, So it's, it's been a bit of a, a stop start Opening to the game Although goal In the box now But the pass isn't A good one. And Second
2: time goal he has been In a position uh, To yes. do something And the, the final ball Has been poor he had the cut back from the byline I thought the final ball was poor and he's uh, done it again there so he needs greater composure
3: Gordon, Gordon I'm watching this I'm watching this uh, develop and it looks to me as if um, Hibs are so open you know in that transition there there was nobody in the centre of midfield right into uh, Rogic and then all of a sudden you've
1: got a left back and forward that is too open for Hibs liking. more of your calls and more of today's managers coming next
0: Slide one, super scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompsons.com.
1: Hugh Evans, Craig Beatty, and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan 16 minutes on the clock at Hamden In the first of the Betfred Cup semi-finals It's Hibs nil, Celtic nil Celtic are getting in quite often down the left Alex They've not made it count yet though
3: you no, know, absolutely uh, But it's just a matter of Big time Big hand
1: ball shout from Celtic Bobby Madden takes a look Says no We'll have to get a second look at it On you go
3: Yeah, I was just saying that Because of Stevie Marlin playing down that side He's playing narrow Gordon And the last time that he get in He has a look round the corner And uh, we'll just have another look At the handball oh Stonewall handball Oh, it's ball. an
1: absolute stonewaller, Hugh Keevens, yeah, Especially yeah. with the modern rule If your yes. hand is outstretched Paul Hanlon's arm Could not be further outstretched No, And it's no. hit it in the box it, It's a... You know,
2: how do you begin to describe this? It is it's such an obvious, yeah, it's such an obvious penalty. Uh, and Bobby Madden has had a long look at it. He was well placed to see it all. That is a horrendous decision. And we have an opener at hand.
1: who is it for?
0: Goal flashes with one stop roofing supplies.
1: It is for Celtic, the non-award of the penalty might still be frustrating some but they've made up for it just a couple of moments later and it's El Yannoussi at the back post Hibbs nil, Celtic 1, ball over El Yannoussi with the header Chris Maxwell tried his best to keep it out he couldn't do so and Celtic have the lead
2: That is just as well for Bobby Madden How are we ever to get a break here from discussing referees, their performances if you're going to get referees who make in matches as big as this Decisions as horrendous as Bobby Madden made there. It is a clear cut, stonewall, 18 carat, 100% penalty,
3: Yeah and he doesn't see it.
1: What's worse is I think he's looking at it.
3: Yeah, well, well do you know what's worse for me in terms of what you're looking at? Hibs there. Vela has actually tried to allow the ball to run across him. There's a turnover of possession. James Forrest has a bit of magic on the, on the right hand side, stands it up brilliantly to Elinoussi, who isn't the tallest because it's pinpoint. And he goes back across and scores with ease But if you're playing against Celtic You cannot as a last line of the midfield Give away cheap possession I'm going to go back and make the point though Celtic supporters
2: Positively Hound the media Over referees And you're trying to cut the referees some slack And you're trying to Vouch for the integrity of the game That is an awful Unprofessional Mistake That Bobby Madden Makes there If you can't see that Then you run the risk Of Mm. materially influencing Big games And it's just as well That El Yannoussi Scores for Celtic Right after Because it it takes The sense of grievance For
1: however long Out of the air I think especially now Alex Because they've tried To refine it a bit To make it clearer this season Um, I mean yes Paul Hanlon was very close behind Christopher Eyer. I don't think he was trying to hand ball. However, his arm is straight out. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's parallel to the ground. And the ball clearly strikes it. Bobby Madden is very close as well. Um, He gets a good view at it.
3: I don't think he was obstructed in any way, Gordon. And for me, listen, I don't think it'll have any bearing at all. This looks to me as if it's gonna be a cricket score Because it's wave after wave Hibs are being overwhelmed And that handball Will not even come into the equation Further mm. down the line
1: Yeah James Forrest Into the box Couple of stepovers Frimpong alongside him Ends up Sort of taking his space And the, the ball goes out For a corner kick to Celtic
2: Well they've started uh, To really Take a stranglehold On the game Hibs started Reasonably well There was the long delay For the injury To Christopher Julia. You thought that might
1: break up Celtic's momentum, but they now have Hibbs in a headlock. That is whipped in. Hibbs just about to get ahead on it. It goes out for a throw in. Gordon, see, so just on that phase of play where you had mentioned that Frimpong had kind of gone and overlap as well, uh, I know he's only a young lad and, and, and I've been raving about his performances so far, but it's something that he's going to really <coughs> have to learn as, as a fullback as to when to support, when to overlap went to just provide some support from deeper. James like, Forrest didn't need him there did he, he, didn't, he didn't need him and he took bodies in there and, and he ended up Forrested to slow the game down the flag stays down Edwards into the box he clips it across Sam we've got a second at Handon.
0: Goal flashes with one stop roofing supplies
1: and it's Hibs nil Celtic 2 no stranger to a goal in big cup games at Handon, and it's Callum McGregor it was a long ball Paul Heckenbottom looks Furious Is it with the officials He was expecting an offside flag We're going to get a second look at it He does look like he's offside Yeah I think Hugh he's Evans. off I think he's off um, He keeps it in Edward clips it across And McGregor makes the finish always so It's fair the-
3: to say the officials are having a nightmare here you yeah. know, But as I said It will not make a, a difference They have been totally overwhelmed They're all over the place Their shape's all wrong um, Edward has probably just strayed offside there But Callum McGregor betting for a middle of the park so, again
1: so within 20 minutes you Celtic are two up the second yeah. one maybe shouldn't have counted because Eduard looks offside and they've also been denied a stonewall penalty so it's been frantic to the say the least the
2: worry you always have is that did the referee forget about the offside decision to balance well, well not because it's the assistant yeah. who needs to put
1: his flag well, up and he's looking right along the line
2: anyway the, uh,
1: Doesn't suit your argument you?
2: No no no, no. <laughs> a Foolish counter argument if you ask me <laughs> Bringing up a minor detail like that The linesman not putting his flag up um, But it, it will be To use one of our regular callers to this programme It will be what Celtic
1: want it to be now yeah, It sort of looks that way Even though James Forrest Horribly misplaces a pass On that occasion Doidge looking to go over the top He actually does pretty well He's got three Celtic players for company uh, and he manages to keep it um, Let's Just because we finish off at 6 We've only got a couple of minutes left Let's turn our attentions quickly to Tomorrow's game between Rangers and Hearts Any impact at all on the game By the fact that Hearts are managerless Craig Beattie. Um I think it might create a little bit of freedom among the Hearts players I think the Domestic The league pressure is off because they've been so poor in the league So it's an opportunity for them to go to Hamden um, Where they've had success recent uh, Fairly recently anyway Um and, and again, similarly to Hibs um, It's a bit of a free shot Because Rangers are favourites Everybody's anticipating Rangers going through um, And it's just an opportunity to go and express themselves
3: Yeah, listen, I, I agree with Beats in terms of It may well free them up But if, as you touched upon earlier on If Rangers manage to uh, kind of get their Kind of passing possession based game going uh, With the form they're in I, I expect Rangers to run out comfortable Winners
1: Any impact at all, Hugh From, from the, the managerial situation Can that, can that lift hearts? No, I, I, for me, I cannot see
2: how losing your manager and the assistant manager saying my first feeling is a sense of guilt because none of us performed to the level that we should have performed to for him. I cannot see how all of that transfers into a more positive heart by Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what are the what are the team selection <clears throat> headaches, dilemmas, considerations for? Stephen Gerrard, Alex Morelos plays. I take it.
3: Yeah, without a shadow, I doubt Gordon. He, uh, you have to play him you know, in the big games. Uh, the one game that he didn't play him was the Old Firm game for me. That was uh, uh, the wrong call. I think uh, Ryan Jack. I think Stephen Davis will, may well come into the fold as well tomorrow. Who partners them? Other two in the midfield. You have Kamara. You have Aribo. I think uh, Ryan Kent may well come into the fold tomorrow as well, Gordon. So they put potentially a couple of changes uh, for Stephen Gerrard.
1: This at Hamden at the moment is one-way traffic Yeah, and uh, Celtic have a chance for three Christopher Julian, highest in the box Gets the header on target Saved by Chris Maxwell
2: Hibs are totally overwhelmed And again, Alec, standards, levels Yes, It's about who has the ability, the strength and depth That's why Hibs are two down That's why Hearts will lose tomorrow you just can't throw a light switch And all of a sudden Ordinary players become terrific players
1: Yeah, I think I think something you touched on a couple of years ago, Hugh If Rangers and Celtic, when they're playing They turn up and they play to 70-80% of their potential They win every game Yeah, And everybody else is fighting for the, the scraps from the top table The
2: thing about this one here uh, Celtic look as if they are really hungry for it And that's yeah. the one thing at, at Aberdeen they were really hungry Uh, I'm told that the intensity level dropped a good deal against St Mirren in midweek but the the hunger the intensity is there today
3: Yeah one of the key things for me as we talk about the key players the the way that James Forrest has actually started this game is so impressive Mm. on the front foot and he set that second goal up brilliantly for Elanus he was pinpoint right on his head and when you consider
2: the goalies are a good save uh, and The penalty decision of the season so far To not award the penalty Celtic could have been three or four up
1: uh, that's us, we're off here at 6 o'clock Same as we are every Saturday You can blame the folk who schedule these Betfred Cup semi-finals But nevertheless at the moment it's Hibs nil Celtic 2 And then tomorrow a massive game between Rangers and Hearts Back there at the National Stadium In the league today, Mullerwell and Aberdeen were the big winners Hamilton and Ross County couldn't be separated Partick Thistle had a grim afternoon in the Championship Thank you to Hugh Evans, Craig Beattie and Alex Ray Also thanking the top team all around the country The biggest thanks, as always, goes to you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for your calls and your tweets. We can do it all over again on Monday night from 6 o'clock. We will review the Betfred Cup semi-finals in full with Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray. In the meantime, you can truly get your weekend started in the company of the GBX.
0: a super scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to thompsons.com.